This is an ABC podcast. What's the JBF? If you didn't have this in the what's JBF? Eighties or nineties? <laughs> JBF. Just been fucked. What? <laughs> Just been fucked. <laughs> <laughs> on. Hello, Miff. Hello, Zan. Bang on. Bang on. It's your country and western <laughs> bang on. No, it's not. It's two weeks since we last saw you. Hello, bang fam. We are your shortcut to music, art, life stuff, Oscars. Oh, God. Oscars. I don't even Oscars. want to go here. Like, like it's, there's, there's so, so many to hot discuss. takes. There are so many hot takes about what happened at the Oscars. I don't want to even use the term, the slap. Um, apologies to Christos Cholkas, who came up with that term originally, even wrote though the book. it's been, been used in other contexts, of course, but wrote the book about the slap. And also a slap that had a lot of people talking about it in, you know, how it changed dynamics. There were a lot of hot takes within that book and a lot of hot takes coming off the back of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock in front of millions of people at the Oscars. Yeah. We got to see it because clearly... The Australian live broadcast was not on delay and all of it, including a full-on <laughs> tirade, shouted from the seats, was broadcast to everyone. And, of course, as soon as Australia broadcast it, the internet lit up yeah. with people sharing it. The middle of the day with that kind of content, it reminded me I of I just the- thought of, like, the guy or girl in the production studio. It's like, it's just a live bro- What's going to happen at the Oscars? It's just a live yeah. broadcast. Just make sure that the feed doesn't fall yeah, out. as long as the feed's <laughs> still going. And they've probably like- gone off to the toot. <laughs> As well, just to because it's a bit boring. I hope no one lost their job over that. Yeah, they've gone. Oh, best document. No, was it best documentary? Was it that the award was was up next? Yeah, um, I felt so sorry to for Quest those. Love yeah. that Summer of Soul doco. Brilliant. Deserved all the accolades it it, it it's been getting, and it should have been his moment. But yeah, um, <laughs> I reckon they've gone. Oh, yeah, best documentary. It's like, that's not right. It'll be fine. I'll just go to the loo. <laughs> And then a little bit like Cher as well. Did you see her tweets? No. Something about, oh, is this these these Oscars are a little dull or something. <laughs> and then she went off to get a can of Dr Pepper, she said. I mean, I don't even know who drinks Dr Pepper. Cher. Yeah, Cher, obviously. And then she goes, oh, then uh, the holy shit, she said, <laughs> and everyone's having a go at her. For <laughs> and Cher is pretty great on Twitter at, at any given moment. i got to admit that I was having a really back-to-back work day and usually I was watching bits and pieces, you know, just on the TV on mute while I was on air and then right after I got off air I had to do a bunch of stuff. So I missed a lot of this and was catching up later and I'm kind of glad that I wasn't spending a lot of time on Twitter because mm. the hot takes were coming so thick and fast and then bouncing off each other and people were getting into fights and then saying, no, you're wrong and you can't speak on this behalf. And it just was this absolute like capture of yeah. how furious the internet, particularly Twitter, can be in these moments and sometimes not always in a good way. No, and look, I think the hot take that, you know, someone writing on Twitter, what if that was Betty White <laughs> making that joke? What, punching or being punched? <laughs> being punched. You know, like it was just like, okay. No, you don't, like it when, wasn't, so you don't even need to talk about that. we switch this off. We switch it <laughs> off. But like... Let's start from the start. Log off. Absolutely. Like stop with your takes. It, and it's predictable. It's so predictable. It just goes, it's it's milkshake duck. It all goes so quickly and then it turns around <laughs> on itself and eats itself and it's over. But the thing is this is not over and people are still a little, yeah, I mean, trepidatious about how to, how to think and how to feel on this one because it brings up an awful lot. And some people are saying it was just a slap, don't stress, it's it's just a moment, mm. it's not an issue, whereas other people are saying it's a big deal. A lot of people suggesting, you know, that, that Chris Rock 
we can go from that perspective. He has form. He's, he's picked on Jada before at previous awards ceremonies. But also the fact that he made a joke about her hair, given that he'd made a documentary just a couple of years ago about hair, uh, the hair of black women and the politics and, and men mm. and the politics of hair, um, it just seemed a bit uh, insensitive. Like even if he didn't realise that she was dealing with alopecia, yeah. the fact that he's talked about how politicised black women's hair is, yeah. why would you go there? He's heard Solange's song, Don't Touch My Hair. Mm. Like, you know, he knows this stuff. And yet he went there and it felt like a joke that wasn't written by him almost. And also, and you pointed out a great piece to me in Teen Vogue, which was talking about that history that they have with the um, the Smiths and, and Chris Rock mm. and the form, but also this misogyny that carries through a, a lot of his jokes and the fact that not only did he make this joke to Jada Pinkett Smith, but just moments before he was joking about... Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, and that one was um, filled with misogyny as well. This, mm. this kind of they, they talk about in this piece the violence of Chris Rock's misogynoir, which is a particularly mm. kind of misogyny directed at, at black women of yeah. women of color. It's yeah, it's directed towards black women where race and gender both play roles in bias. Mm. I think it's really important to get our heads around that term. And yeah, this article is. Um, it's got a great title, Will Smith and Chris Rock Slap Situation is Not About You. Mm. And uh, I think that's something that I've certainly taken something from. You know, there's a real habit of, of people like us, white women in media, to centre ourselves in mm. these things and it's probably not about us. Um, and that's I think it's important to remember that when we talk about all of this. But I reckon the final the final paragraph of this article is 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 what really really got to me and I might as well just read it because I think it'll it'll give greater context. Yeah. In 1962, Malcolm X spoke to the vulnerability of black women during the funeral of Ronald Stokes, who had been murdered by the LAPD. The most disrespected woman in America is the black woman, he said in his now iconic speech. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. The world has declared open season on black women for centuries, turning them into the butts of nasty jokes, obsessing over their appearances and assumed sexualities and punishing them for showing even a tiny amount of distress or anger. Black women are rarely protected. Instead, they are the punching bags for a world that seems dedicated to remind them that they aren't fair maidens. Sure, violence isn't the best response to misogynoir, but let's not ignore that misogynoir is violence. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. I think that's something. Put that in your pipe and have a think about that one too. We'll put that in the show note. Also that quote from Malcolm X was something that Beyonce captured in her huge performance at Coachella and she had those words up about yeah. the most disrespected woman in America and then she displayed and broadcast the most incredible show which was celebrating black womanhood. And we talked about that when it came out, the performance um, that we saw with Ketchy who joined us to unpack a lot of the the cultural messages that were happening in that performance and stuff that we didn't necessarily see but existed in this larger conversation. And it's something that still is kind of swept under the carpet and I think that that's something that grinded a lot of people's gears that it was Chris Rock having this mm. this conversation on air and, and, and I guess a joke that didn't need to be to be made. But from, uh, I guess, the perspective of all these hot takes that swam around furiously on the internet, 
it just seemed like in so many of them everyone was centering themselves. Mm. And ultimately no one really knows what the truth of what happened was except the people in the middle of it. That's yeah. kind of what, and I know that literally that's kind of why Bang On exists for us to comment on what happens on in pop culture mm. and in things like the Oscars every week. And so I understand the, um, the I, guess, I guess, the futility of me six yeah. <laughs> talking about this because that's why we're here as well. Yeah. But, you know, just take a step back and definitely take a breath. That's what I was yeah. grateful for that I was able to look at this at the end of the and go, whoa, I'm glad I wasn't in this furious whirlwind because it's not about you, you know, and it's great to have these conversations but there is so much centering that goes on in a lot of these conversations that I just think doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, true, absolutely true. Although I think we have to all agree on the fact that violence is not a solution to any. No, well, it was was shocking to watch and it was shocking to see I saw first the muted video where it was the screen went black in some places and just cut out but also there was no audio but then when you saw the clean feed and when you saw the other angle of the hit it was just like wow this is a really intense thing to see yeah. it's not the first time there's been violence though at the oscars a lot of people bringing up the moment in the oscars many years ago where john wayne assaulted a first nations indigenous american woman you know who was yeah. who was uh, being an activist at the oscars yeah and um, she well she was there for marlon brando to re, to not accept the award and to call for better treatment of of her people and she was just about assaulted and that all went to broadcast as far as I know. She was booed. And Adrian Brody just planted a kiss without Halle Berry, you know, ever, <laughs> you know, just him just going for that. it. Yeah. So it's not the first time that these moments have happened at the Oscars, but mm. it's definitely something that consumed the Oscars. But here's some things that you may have missed because I feel <laughs> like, you know, we love award ceremonies. I do love the Oscars. Yeah. And I feel like this consumed... So many other things that happened on that night, first of which was that this is the first time that the ceremony has been produced by an all-black team and that was lost in the story. And there were some great awards. Ariana DeBose was the first openly queer woman and one of the few women of colour to ever win a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for West Side Story. Which I haven't seen yet and I'm kicking myself. I need to see it on the big screen. Troy Kotzer is the first deaf man to win an acting Oscar for CODA, which also took away the Best Picture Award. And Jane Campion, who has now won two Oscars for directing, is the only woman in history. The only woman, other woman who's won was Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, but yeah. Jane Campion won for The Piano and now she's backed it up and gone um, two Oscars for Best Directing yeah. in a world that is just a sea of blokes. Cock Forest. I Cock think we Forest for the Directing Cock Oscar. Forest. So those are, those are all, you know, for women in particular, mm. really amazing Oscars. I think it, for, for Will Smith too, I think what happened has taken away from the fact that he too is the only the fifth black man in the 95 years of Oscars history to receive Best Actor. Yeah. And it it that feels really sad to me that he... His moment will now be forever tied with with that act, yeah. Rather than um, the accolade that I suspect he deserved, it was a hectic Oscars. There it was, was some... so hectic, and I'm <laughs> exhausted by it. And I, 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 like, I almost didn't want to talk about it today. I know, like, yeah. Can I just say, like, I just think that again, that just feels. I know this is our job, but I really, I, I, I don't feel like we could add anything to the conversation. Um, but I'm glad that you showed me that Teen Vogue article. I thought that was really interesting. It certainly shared a perspective that I was not across fully, and I'm going to share that in the show notes. And that's mm. that's what we're here. We're here to 
get through the muck and find the good little nuggets and we will put all of that, as oh. always, in the show notes. Oh, and as an update, um, the Oscars are currently reviewing as to whether or not Will Smith will, in fact, get his, his Oscar. Really? I think so. Yeah, I think that's happening. But um, apparently they asked him to leave the ceremony after it happened and he refused. Yeah, so that's that's another update as of, as of recording. But, the, you know, the, all that's really interesting too. They haven't taken the Oscars away from Roman Polanski who was convicted yeah. as a child sex offender yeah. Um, who, yeah, who skipped the country um, before he could be sentenced mm. and Harvey Weinstein who, of course, is currently in prison for all mm. sorts of things. So, yeah. A lot of discrepancies. A lot of discrepancies. Will Smith has apologised. He said that violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behaviour last night was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear and I reacted emotionally. I think that going forward, just don't joke about the nominees' partners. Just joke about the nominees. I'll, I'll That's say, the kind of fair game thing. But in general, don't joke about people's appearance. Don't joke about people's appearance. Like, fuck that! I'm so done with it. I'm. It's actually boring. Yeah. And it's easy target. It's low hanging fruit. It's. It feels like we move past that, I've, but maybe not. I'm really surprised someone like Chris Rock went there, given what he's done in the past, particularly mm. about hair and appearance. He's going to be in Australia touring in the middle of the year. That will be some fascinating stand-up to see if you're heading along. And I reckon he won't do any interviews. (laughs) No, I don't think he will either. (laughs) Because that's the thing. They'll never talk about anything else again. They will always be associated with this one moment. And uh, that must be terribly devastating for, for all parties, I reckon. If you need one moment to lift your spirits, can I draw your attention to, if you haven't seen it yet, the beautiful Liza Minnelli. And Lady Gaga moment. Liza has been dealing with viral encephalitis for about 20 years and you may have seen that towards the end for the Best Picture Award she was joined in a wheelchair on stage with Lady Gaga and it was just such a beautiful and strong and powerful and heartfelt moment. Can we just take a little listen to the two of them on stage as Liza is a little confused and struggling to know what she's supposed to do, and this is what Lady Gaga says. Oh, God. How beautiful is that? that? And Lady Gaga was all class. Like, she didn't pander. She nah. really held her, like, the strength in which she was just talking about what an incredible artist Liza is. It's the 50th anniversary of Cabaret. She held her in the esteem that Liza deserved. It wasn't some charity moment. Like, mm. there was just such strength and power in that delivery. And all the while making Liza Minnelli feel completely safe. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, she had her back. It was just a beautiful moment. You know you are my Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you always. I know. <laughs> oh, man. But, of course, the cornerstone of every great awards ceremony is the fashion. fashion. Oh, where to start? Um <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, Cody Smith McPhee's pastel blue, beautiful, like baby blue suit. I think was was a particular highlight, given it reminded me of all the men in photos from the seventies that got married in my small country town <laughs> and hired the same suit from the same suit hire shop. 
because all the wedding photos, all my parents' dads looked exactly like that. It was missing a ruffled shirt popping out of the top, though, i got to say. It really was. The so Bottega Veneta, beautiful pale blue, and the pale blue shoe to go with it as oh, well. Absolutely. There was, there was just some, some uh, fabulous looks. Timothy Chalamet mm. in what looked like, I suspect, just a little Lassos purchase. That was Louis Vuitton. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh well. Excuse me, please. <laughs> but it looked a little. It looked a little. It looked a little bit assos, don't it, you think? It was a short, sort of shimmering black yeah. bedazzled tux jacket, and absolutely no shirt beneath. No shirt. No a shirt. lovely pant, a lovely tailored pant, but no shirt. He looked amazing. He did. He looked. I ab- stopped breathing a little bit when I saw a picture of him. He looked utterly admit. gorgeous. Like, and that's the thing. These people are. Utterly gorgeous in yeah. so many ways. There's a reason why they're on camera is because they're irresistible on camera, regardless of their their body shape, skin colour, acting type, ability, acting ability, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Don't, whoa. What are your thoughts on the show? No, Chamelay? no, Chamelay, I like, but you know, let's just say that some people just look good on screen. Yeah, and and so you know, let's just enjoy this this rather glorious <laughs> moment of just in, enjoyment. Um, best on ground, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh um, yeah, hers was amazing. I don't know what that was. Um, very structured. Very structured. Very it's st- like it looked like a big T. Statuesque with a couple of those, um, what are those chocolates? Um, Ferrero Rocher's. <laughs> Chucked on the front and just opened and chucked like, and that's and, my, and if you're a little bit peckish mid ceremony, yeah, just, just unwrap, just unwrap and have a look. <laughs> if you need a little sugar rush, because no one eats before these, because they've got to get their photos taken. So, I think that's an inspiring outfit in terms of, um, you know, uh, what do we call that? Duality <laughs> or, or, or usability. And uh, who else did I love? I like that um, Lupita Nyong'o was wearing gold Prada and looked like an award. Her dress was stunning. Anyone that that looks like the actual statue. But I I feel like the the suit was a big vibe this year. Like Mm. Kristen Stewart was wearing a kind of undone satin suit. She was a little bit chamolet in that she had, you know, looked like she was kind of naked, but she just had her Mm. shirt unbuttoned pretty much to her belly button. Can Can I also herald the return of the JBF hairstyle on her? What's the JBF? If you didn't have this in the what's JBF? Eighties or nineties? <laughs> JBF. Just been fucked. What? <laughs> Just been fucked. <laughs> have you not heard that? No. That was so common in the eighties. Like this like, is like gritty clitty. You're just inter- educating me once again. Hair, well, it could be a Red Cliffs country thing, but we used to like when you had hair and it was just kind of messy, and it was like it's, it was called the JBF. I'd call it bed hair, but there you go. <laughs> Oh, my God, amazing. Uh, is that bad? Like, no, I, no, no, I'm into that. Okay. Take that on board, Bang Fan. Good, good. Use that in a sentence this week. Yeah, so when you're just out of bed, that's what it, that's what we used to call in Red Cliffs. <laughs> Where I grew up, that was our, our definition of, of bed hair. So Kristen Stewart had the amazing um, uh, suit outfit, very short shorts and some very high shoes, but I do love that she pretty much went around the corner after the photos and changed into comfy shoes. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> We've all been there. And Wesley Snipes in Givenchy. Oh. oh my God, did you see this? Maroon satin oh, yeah, shorts there and was jacket. Lots of flaps. A little flap kind of over his front mm. junk. Mm. And then some satin leggings under the shorts. This is fabulous. It also made me think, oh yeah, Wesley Snipes. You know, when you've forgotten about someone's like, yeah. oh yeah, Wesley Snipes. And yeah. I feel like that's why he wore that outfit. Blade and Blade 2. <laughs> he knew he'd be featuring in Vanity Fair and Vogue <laughs> in that outfit. Um, Zendaya? That Zendaya looked amazing. Looked incredible. I mean, that was that was a beautiful skirt, and then she had the the white sort of shirt. It was like a crop shirt. Crop shirt. But let's never forget the original of the uh, sequin skirt and white shirt purchased from Gap, and that was Sharon Stone. Like she was the originator of that great look. Yeah. So a crisp white shirt with a flowy flowy sequin skirt. Yeah. 
you too can but achieve in, this look. Well, I'd probably go the Sharon Stone, not the Zendaya, <laughs> because no one is seeing that much of my belly. <laughs> no one wants to see that much of my underboob. Underboob! <laughs> Uh, that's another one. There's a lot of boobs being really pushed into some very tight frocks too. Mm. So um, I feel like I need to have a word with a few of the stylists <laughs> to say, look, this is how we deal with the boobs, spelled B-E-W-B, the boob. Because <laughs> when, it, when it's sort of pushed down, it's not really breasts or anything. It's just they're just boobs, you me, know. Like, me for host stylist to the stars only I'd for love, the Oscars though. I'd love to have, like maybe I can have a seminar like with a seminar. Some, some of the stylists, they can all like pay a certain amount. Just how to, to handle on. the boob? How to handle the boob <laughs> in a in a dress that's been designed for a model? All right, and um, I think we need to have some words. A webinar coming your way soon. How to handle the boob <laughs> by me for <laughs> Hey, speaking of body parts, before we get into our bang on, thank you for sharing this amazing vulva spacecraft. <laughs> like, where do we begin? This is incredible. It's it's well it's it's in answer or response to the fact that every time you ever see a spaceship going off into space, not necessarily the top bit that you see floating eventually, but as it projects into the into the stratosphere. I wish you could see the movement that <laughs> Miff just did with her hand. As it projects into the atmosphere, what does it look like, Zan? What does it look like to you? A penis. It is. It's a big knob. A shaft. Going, <laughs> going off up into the sky. A phallic thing yeah. piercing through the Earth's atmosphere. And as we had, was it Jeff Bezos who went up recently? Yeah. Um, that was a big dick craft, wasn't that it? That was a massive. Elon Musk. They're just, it's just a big dick Elon swinging Musk. competition. I'm just so bored of it. And clearly there's a lot of designers who are also very bored of it mm. and they are uh, uh, the women and they've come up with an alternative to the shaft that breaks through the earth's atmosphere and even that as a metaphor yuck <laughs> yuck oh yuck I'm so over it they are an art group they're not actual actual designers, sort of designers no. or they don't work for NASA but maybe they but will they they're a German feminist <laughs> art group which just says it all and I celebrate this 100%. They have come up with a vulva-shaped uh, spacecraft mm. Mm, that you can see. You can even see elements of the clitoris involved in the design. <laughs> there's layers. Yeah, there's definitely layers and I am here for it. I would love to see this floating through space. <laughs> <laughs> it's very visual. Put a note in the show notes. I know you'll be digging into all those hot takes, so make sure that you check out the vulva spacecraft mm. as well. It is a joy. What are you banging on about this week? Okay, this is a pretty simple bang, but it's something that's given me <laughs> a little bit of joy this week because, um, look, Wordle's great and we all got into Wordle maybe, it feels like an eternity ago, doesn't it? Yeah. It's only been about two months. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're feeling a little bit over Wordle, I have two new ones. Uh, Marie Carty pointed me to one in particular, which is for movie buffs, and this is a really, really good one. I always forget the address. I have to, I have to check Marie's tweets every day. Um, oh, this is called, you just need to go to framed as in picture frame, but framed dot WTF, what the fuck. Um, and it is essentially, you get to guess in five or six or something guesses what film it might be according to the picture that they show. Oh, I love that idea. It's great. It's great. And And I'm useless and I'm hopeless and it's. You know, it's just another another nice way to use your brain that's not just scrolling social media. And it digs into that deep subconscious that like mm. stuff that you've stored back, you know, in the in the dusty back sections mm. of your brain 15 years ago and then you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I love you know, that. You know, and they give little clues in each image as well. Even if you don't know the movie, like, you know, there'll be a, 
a car in under torchlight and they're burying a body, that kind of thing. So it's like, oh, okay, so it's a murder mystery. Okay. And, yeah, so it's good. And the other one that I've been really enjoying, and this is for music people, Hurdle. Oh, I love Hurdle. I hadn't known about Hurdle. The Hurdle is made for people like me because oh. as a radio presenter, I always listen to the start, start and of the ends song. of the songs so that I can crossfade. And so I know the starts and ends of songs really well. Yes, me too, me too. And I think that's why I'm loving it because I'm, ki- <laughs> I'm killing it. Every day I'm killing it. I'm getting it in one second. Um, yeah, it's been great. So there's there's two little little games. Have you got today's hurdle? Can we have a look at today's hurdle and give it a bell? I did give it. Oh, actually, I was going to try it on you. I got it in one. Okay. Okay. Let's see how we go. Here we go. I mean, the stakes are high because I got your wordle last time pretty quickly. Yeah, you did too. Oh, too far. Because <laughs> I've already done it. I've already done it. But that's enough for you. I don't know that one. Yes, you do, you dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know this one so well. And I only say dirty bitch because it's a great song. It's not my neck, is it? No, oh, close, <laughs> close, close. <laughs> Close. No, I haven't got it. If it's up, if it's up. <laughs> Cardi B up. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. See, we don't play a lot of Cardi B about. on we Double J, so about. I need to get that's on top. It's about watching spaceships going out into space <laughs> and penetrating the Earth's atmosphere, isn't it, really? Perfect. Um, yeah. Perfect. I love it. Hurdle. We'll put both of those links in the show notes. If you need even more lovely distraction in your life, we are here for you. What are you banging on about? I'm banging on about Afterlife, which is like a kind of... I'm sorry I called you a dirty bitch too. No, I loved it. I loved every second. It was all in jest, yes. (laughs) Loved every second. Afterlife is a show that has been running for a few years and it's Ricky, one of the many Ricky Gervais shows that he's written and directed. Um, But the reason that it popped back into my consciousness was because a third season just went up on Netflix so it went back in the kind of the algorithm. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, everyone tells me to watch that. And I never get around to it Mm. because there's lots of TV. But I was in a little shack in Tasmania last week hanging out by myself for my birthday. birthday Thank you. you. Happy birthday to you. Was it a good birthday? It was great. Yeah. It was really lovely. It was, I just kind of um, dropped out and hung out by myself in a little cabin in the beautiful bush in Tasmania. And read and napped and went swimming in the water and breathed in the clean air. I just loved Mm. Tassie so much. I haven't been down there in a few years and I really loved it. But I also, you know, I was just hanging out and just like, oh, I'm just going to watch Afterlife. And I didn't realise it was six episodes per season Mm. and they all go for half an hour. So I basically just watched a whole season each night over three nights and I loved it. If anybody doesn't know what it's about, it's about grief pretty much and it is raw and funny and wrong in many ways in terms of the comedy but it just is sitting with grief in a way that not many shows do and I think that Ricky Gervais does it so brilliantly. It's the story of the loss of his wife who has died from cancer and him trying to figure out a way to go on. Mm. And there are themes of suicide and there is a lot of darkness in it. So if that's the reason that you've stayed away, totally get that. Mm. I, I must admit I only got past, I've only gone as far as the first series and I thought I I don't think I can watch any more. Yeah, look at, I think the first two series really explore that idea of grief, which for anybody who's experienced grief knows that it's not, it's not something that you just, you know, it, it doesn't just get better and better yeah. every day and then go away. It's something that you learn to live with and I think mm. that he just explores that in a really um, emotionally intelligent way. Yeah, yeah. But 
there are lots of light moments in it. And I think the third season is not as strong as the first two seasons, but um, I really loved it and I loved the characters and some of the, like it's one of those shows that within 27 minutes you can be bawling your eyes out and then laughing outrageously yeah. at. So just oh. all the feelings. It's I thought like, it was great. It's just like living in my head really. <laughs> <laughs> um, also there's a dog in it which makes me think. Oh, my God, Brandy, she's such a good girl. I know, but like whenever there's a dog in anything, the dog dies and I, I, I can't deal. And like if the dog fucking dies at the end of it no, and you've good. recommended this, you're I'm good. good. Yeah. good. Well, you're then good. I can watch it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You know, I've never seen any movie like Red Dog or any of those. I can't. You can't do Lassie, know. nothing. Nothing, can't. Yeah. Bambi? No. No, no animals dying. No, no animals dying. Far did out. Do, did any animals die in Milo and Otis? Never watched. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm serious. I can't. Free I, Willy? Never. Now I'm just listing films yeah. about animals. <laughs> and you can see I'm Skippy? <laughs> Oh, was that a, no? That was a TV series, and that was that that kangaroo was well and truly stuffed. What's that, Skip? <laughs> Have you seen the footage of Skippy drumming no. on that show? Well, I'm googling Look that now and pop it in the show notes. It's one, <laughs> it's one of the best things ever. It's got rhythm. Good lord, I didn't realize we'd end up here. We ended on bang on with Skippy drumming after starting with the Oscars. <laughs> This is what it's all about. Mm. Hey, we're going to be back in another couple of weeks. And I know that we've been dipping in and out lately, but um, you're working on a little project. I'm working on a little project. And you're so busy next week that you haven't got time to talk shit with Bang Fam. I totally understand that. Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, I have time, but, you know, it's out of hours time and no one needs that. So, (laughs) um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll come back after that week. We'll have so much to talk to you about, as always. But we love you heaps. And um, there are... 200 other episodes if you miss us to catch up on if you need to go back. but um, Although none in which I call you a dirty bitch. <laughs> Onward and upward. <laughs> I'll see you in a couple of weeks, you slag. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. Love you. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.